the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Christ Church Cathedral. Especially if you're uh, visiting from elsewhere in the diocese, uh, it's great to have you here and it's a great travel day, which is uh, a plus. So uh, happy new year to you all. Um, I'll just mention uh, a couple of things. One is uh, a welcome to those who are online with us on the video live stream. For those who are there, feel free to leave a, a comment. Um, Peter Jacobs is on video this morning, and he'd be ha happy to uh, chat with you. Um, also, you can find the order of service either in a note at the bottom of the live stream or on our calendar event for today. So if you just click to our calendar on the website, there is a link to the, to the order of service there. Also, uh, a welcome to those who are joining us by way of the audio podcast, recorded and after the fact. So welcome to you all. Is there anything else we need announced, Bishop? No? Everything I think you'll find for the service this morning is in the booklet. I might just mention that the hymn during communion, the number in the booklet is incorrect, but the one on the hymn board is right. So if you happen to be, oh, and there aren't anything, there isn't anything on the hymn board, yeah, that's what always happens, right? The, uh, the text is in the order of service, though. So the hymn, just so you know, is 137 rather than 140. So, uh, yeah. Um, but you can use the text here. If you're looking for the music, you'll, you'll need the hymn book. So we'll uh, continue there on uh, page two of the order of service. Good morning. Oh, good grief. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> and... Happy New Year. Our service continues with the Kyrie. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are Son of God and Son of Mary. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are Word made flesh and splendor of the Father. Lord, have mercy. Eternal God, we give you thanks for bringing us through the changes of time to the beginning of another year. Forgive us the wrong we have done in the year that is past and help us to spend the rest of our days to your honor and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Please be seated for the first reading. A reading from the book of Numbers. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the Israelites. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The psalm responds to the first reading will remain seated and the congregational refrain that we'll use at the indicated places, how exalted is your name in all the world. Lord, our governor, how exalted is your name in all the world. Out of the mouths of infants and children, your majesty is praised above the heavens. You have set up a stronghold against your adversaries, to quell the enemy and the avenger. How exalted is your name in all the world. 
When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you have set in their courses, how exalted is your name in all the world. What is man that you should be mindful of him, the son of man that you should seek him out? You have made him but little lower than the angels. You adorn him with glory and honor. You give him mastery over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. How exalted is your name in all the world. All sheep and oxen, even the wild beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever walks in the paths of the sea. O Lord, our governor, how exalted is your name in all the world. How exalted is your name in all the world. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Galatians. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father, so you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. The word of the Lord. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. 
all the nations will be gathered before him. And he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom of God prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food? Or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you? Or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. And then he will say to those on his left hand, You who are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer the Lord, When was it that we saw you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the gospel of Christ. As we stand, we bow our heads to pray. Lord God, we pray that you will take my lips and speak through them, take our minds and think through them, and take our hearts, setting them on fire with love for you. This we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Please sit down. Newspapers, television programs, etc. always make a big deal about New Year. Whereas in fact, really, it's just the day after yesterday. <laughs> a kind of arbitrary day that we've put together. But nonetheless, as TV and radio and newspapers and the internet making a big deal about it. I was reading in order to uh, prepare myself for this morning, and in uh, one of the newspapers that I was reading online, it said, 2024, 10 ways in which one mistake can cause chaos in the coming year. Uh, and then it went on to, and then it had pictures of people like Donald Trump, Benjamin Netanyahu, all this kind of thing, and 10 different scenarios where it might be that uh, one thing that would happen was going to cause major problems across the year and uh, leave us in a difficult situation. And I have to admit what that sparked in my thought was, because I was just, uh, I received a gift from uh, Debbie's brother for Christmas from uh, PWRDF. Uh, David gave the whole family different uh, things for Christmas from PWIDF. I, I think I think I got a goat or something. I'm not. I can't remember now. Or it was no rabbits. It's rabbits. That's what it was. Rabbits. And so, consequently, that is uh, that was going through my thought uh, thoughts as I thought about this article, and it occurred to me that if some of these dangerous scenarios that are predicted perhaps, were to happen, what would happen to the least of us? What would happen to the least of us? What would happen to the people who are in countries 
where there is poverty now in large numbers, where charities like PWRDF and any other international charity that you can mention are working. What would happen? It wouldn't be pretty. Because we in the West would be so concentrated on what we need. Uh, as someone who studied history, and particularly modern history for my first degree, the whole of the industrial machinery is brought into what my former professor, Tony Adamthwaite, in his book called The Coming of Total War. In other words, the whole of the economy switches from making this to making weaponry. And there is little interest in anything else. And I have profit of doom on this New Year's Day. But it occurred to me that this is an important thing to consider. Over the last 60, 70 years, to a greater or lesser extent, and effectively or not, we have been concerned about those in parts of the world who have little. And when there is a significant crisis which manages to hit the Western news media, we do actually do something about it. And thank God for that. But now we stand in a different place, perhaps. If things unfold, and please God, they don't unfold. It's just that as I look back over the 1930s and the road to war, everybody in Britain says, well, yeah, well, the war began September the 3rd, 1939. In America, they say the war began on whatever date it was, 1942, 41, 42, when Pearl Harbor happened. See, I'm, see how biased my history is? <laughs> it depends when we see it. Actually, I would say the Second World War began on the 11th of November, 1918. At the end of the First World War. You can see the trail. You can see the trail. And so we gather here on this New Year's Day and we look at the words of Jesus. And we may want to ask ourselves, and I know on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, I was talking about the doing the good thing. And we may ask ourselves, well, what impact can we possibly have on a world situation that seems to be beyond us? And we find, I believe, the answer in the words of Jesus. We do what we're able. We do what we're able. And that's what the church is called to do. We do what we're able to do in our community. We do what we're able to do in our family. We do what we're able to do for each other. We do the good thing for another person. We do an act of generosity. We do an act of love. If we actually were to concentrate on what Jesus tells us to do, both in this reading and in other places, we would make an impact for good. And maybe that makes an impact beyond us. Whether or not it stops international crises, in some ways, is neither here nor there. But maybe it serves as an example. I think the problem has been over the years that those who are in leadership often use religion, whether it be Christianity or Islam, to propagate their purposes rather than actually looking at what is said about being good, generous, and loving. 
And on this New Year's Day, where maybe, I don't know, maybe the world is on the edge of something that we would wish it weren't on the edge of, those of us who are followers of Jesus need to ask ourselves, what are we doing in our communities, amongst our friends and families, in order to be the one who Jesus would have us be? To follow in the footsteps of Christ. To say, yes, I'm a Jesus follower. I, I made that decision however long ago it was to, or I, mean, I don't even know when I made that decision, but I know that I follow Jesus. But how am I working that out? Many years ago, and I think I've used this illustration before, but I make no apology for using it again. Many years ago, when it's so long ago, it was the year that George Carey was actually made Archbishop of Canterbury, which I think was 1990, something like that. And they brought as they do, bishops from around the Anglican Communion to the UK in order to be at uh, Canterbury for the installation and enthronement of the new archbishop. And uh, so they had all these bishops. And to be honest, they didn't know what to do with them. They had like 1,200 bishops floating around that they didn't know what to do with them. So they, what they decided to do was to split them all up into little groups and send them off to dioceses to see what the dioceses were doing. Well, I think I must have been the only person in Chelmsford Diocese who was actually doing something on that Saturday. So into this little village in the middle of nowhere called Mark's Tay, for those who know English geography, just outside Colchester, I ended up with two bishops in my little group that I was leading in a parish, who were, the parish was thinking about mission. And uh, one of them was the bishop of the Lusitanian Church, which, for those who don't know, is Anglicanism in Portugal. And the other one was the Archbishop of Kenya, Moses Kiria. Well, Manassas Kiria, beg his pardon. And um, I shall never forget, I, get, I decided to, to give them, like, a few minutes each, and... When you give a Kenyan archbishop a few minutes, it's, I knew I was going to be filling a lot of time. Which I thought was a good thing, because then they, I wasn't having to speak in front of these august men. And I shall never forget what Bishop Manassas said. I'll never forget the end of what he said. Anyway, after about half an hour, <laughs> he came to this. He said in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And he said, this is the challenge that lies before me every day. And he said, I have to interpret that challenge in my own situation. He said, for me, Jerusalem is my family. For me, Judea is my hometown, he said, which happens to be Nairobi. He said, for me, Samaria is my country, which happens to be Kenya. And for me, the ends of the earth is right here. That last bit made us all sit up and take notice because we all thought that Kenya was the ends of the earth. <laughs> But he said, that's where you have to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, da-da-da-da-da-da. And you start in your family. And you work out from there. He said, because if you can't be generous in your family, the rest of your generosity actually doesn't quite work. And he said, if you need reconciliation, you have to be reconciled. He said, if you can't be reconciled, at least try to be reconciled. And then work out from there. And so as we come into this new year, let's narrow the focus to us. 
maybe we are concerned (laughs) that there are 10 places where one little mistake can lead to worldwide conflagration. But maybe that won't happen. But what will happen is what's in our lives. The people we know, the people we meet, the communities we represent. And as we begin this new year, let's consider how we covenant with God in order to be Jesus' hands, feet, and voice in our situations. Amen. Please kneel or sit to pray as we have our intercessions and Sean will lead us in those. The good news of the Incarnation dramatically shows God's love for a fallen world. Let us pray to the God of wonder, saying, Lord, hear our prayer. Let us pray for the Church and for all those who identify as Christian, both here and throughout the world. Let us pray to the Lord. Remember the Church throughout the world. Particularly today, we pray for the Diocese of Boer, with the Church of South Sudan. Within our own diocese, we remember the Parish of Central Kings. We pray for Rob Marsh, and for Brenda Fowler. We pray for their leadership in that parish and throughout that region, for all who serve within those churches. We pray and remember for Keith Howlett. In the Diocese of Ho, we're praying for the people of St. Peter's in Goto, Togo. We pray for David, our bishop and metropolitan, for all the clergy, leaders, and people throughout the diocese, and all who minister in the Church of God. Let us pray to the Lord. For God's blessing of peace upon all nations and upon all who dwell therein. We take a moment to remember those places throughout the world that are in strife, conflict, war, and oppression. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who rejoice during this holiday season, we take a moment to give thanks for friends, for family, for neighbors, for generous givers and generous receivers. Let us pray to the Lord. For those who mourn during this holiday season, for the grief-stricken and the dependent, the lonely and the forgotten. Let us pray to the Lord. For all who winter treats harshly, for those without home or shelter, for those without heating or clothing. We remember before God also those who 
give of their time, resources, and talents to serve and care for those on the streets, those living in difficult situations. Let us pray to the Lord. Take a moment to remember before God those needs and issues that are on our hearts as we gather for worship this morning, either silently or aloud. And we remember before God those who have gone before us, family, friends, neighbors, mighty saints and repentant sinners. As we give thanks, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. As the shepherds were astonished by your marvels, O God, so too do we stand in awe of your goodness. Be merciful to us today in our need that we may learn to be your compassion in our world. We ask this through Christ the Lord. Amen. We continue on page five. In an attitude of prayer. God made a covenant with the people of Israel, calling them to be a holy nation chosen to bear witness to his steadfast love by finding delight in the Lord. The covenant was renewed in Jesus Christ, our Lord, in his life, work, death, and resurrection. In him, all people may be set free from sin and its power and united in love and obedience. In this covenant, God promises us new life in Christ. For our part, we promise to live no longer for ourselves, but for God. We meet, therefore, as generations have before us, to renew the covenant which bound them and binds us to God. Let us then seek forgiveness for the sin by which we have denied God's claim upon us. We say together, God of mercy, hear us as we confess our sins for the sin that has made us slow to learn from Christ, the sin that has caused the poverty of our worship, the sin that has led us to misuse your gifts, the sin that has made us unwilling to overcome evil with good. Lord, forgive Have mercy on me, O God. In your great kindness, according to the abundance of your compassion, blot out my offenses, wash me thoroughly from my wickedness, and cleanse me from my sin, making me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Give me again the joy of your salvation, and stay me with your gracious spirit. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. May the God of all healing and forgiveness draw us to himself and cleanse us from our sins, that we may behold the glory of his Son, the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ our Lord. Please stand. What we now have is the Wesley Covenant Prayer used by the Methodist Church across the world. And I would say that if uh, we're not able to pray this prayer, let's not pray it. Because we should pray what we can pray. There's no shame 
in not being able to pray this prayer. Beloved in Christ, let us again claim for ourselves this covenant which God has made with his people and take upon us the yoke of Christ. We say together, I am no longer mine own, but thine. Put me with what thou wilt, grant me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me employ for thee, or laid aside for thee. Exalted for thee, or brought low for thee. Let me be full, let me be empty. Let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And now, O glorious God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thou art mine, and I am thine. So be it. And the covenant that I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. We meet in the name of Christ, and share Christ's peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace.
God of light, in the birth of your Son we see your glory. May we who share in this mystery grow daily in your love. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ the Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Blessed are you, gracious God, creator of heaven and earth, because in the mystery of the word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts, to give knowledge of salvation in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Now with angels and archangels, and with the whole company of heaven, we lift our voices to proclaim the glory of your name. to you, Lord our God, for the goodness and love you have made known to us in creation, in calling Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. In these last days, you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, a death he freely accepted, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, Father, according to his command, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray, you gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us in your Son, in his sacrifice, that we made acceptable to him may be sanctified by the Holy Spirit and in the fullness of time, reconcile all things in Christ and make them new. And bring us to that city of light where you dwell with all your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church and the author of our salvation, by whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honour and glory are yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Please sit or kneel to pray. As our Saviour Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power, and the glory, for ever and ever. We break the bread of life, and that life is the light of the world. The gifts of God for the people of God.
Father, you've led us, fed us heavenly food in the sacrament of the body and blood of Christ. Grant that we, sharing in this mystery, may turn always to that name which is above all others, Jesus Christ our Lord. All your works praise you, O Lord. Gracious God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. May we who share his body live his risen life. We who drink his cup bring life to others. We whom the Spirit lights give life to the world. Bless the Lord, us, that we and all your children shall be free. The whole earth is prepared to be. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among us and remain with us, and with all for whom we pray, this day and forevermore. Amen. Before we have our final hymn, uh, just to invite everyone back to the... Uh, uh, refreshments that are at the back of the church. I don't know whether we'll have masses of people coming in to join us to, to eat. I have no idea. But anyway, uh, eat first, eat early seems to be... <laughs> that's a good Christian principle, isn't it? So we'll have our final hymn, Hark the Herald Angels Sing.